Yo, check this out. I'm going to talk about my new sponsor, NA11 Everything Rub. This is a seasoning that can go on everything. It can go on fish. It can go on shrimp. It can go on meat. I put it on top ramen. I even tried it on popcorn. It's got a sweet and a salt kind of taste. Um, it's a universal seasoning. NA11 makes cooking easy and fun for everyone and everything. Enjoy time with the family and friends in the kitchen with their salty, sweet, premium dry seasoning made with 11 spices and a kick of heat. A dynamic seasoning for just about everything. NA11 is all natural and non-GMO. They got the premium. They got the not so spicy. They got the extra spicy. They even got the meat marinade. You throw that on whatever you cooking before. Let that sit for a minute and then put the NA11 on it. Crazy. Man, they also got the seasonal smoked lemon pepper premium. You got to get with this, man. I put that in some tuna salad and it was kicking. You feel me? So, boom. You know I got the hookup, right? All you got to do to get 25% off is go to the website, na11everythingrub.com. Put in promo code TCS206, the Sideshow 206, TCS206. Once again, for the people in the back, TCS206 and get 25% off. Compliments of your boy, RC the Trackaholic from the Sideshow. NA11, where science meets flavor. They even got the meat marinade. You throw that on whatever you cooking before, let that sit for a minute, and then put the NA11 on it. Crazy. Man, they also got the seasonal smoked lemon pepper premium. You got to get with this, man. I put that in some tuna salad and it was kicking. You feel me? So, boom. You know I got the hookup, right? All you got to do to get 25% off is go to the website, na11everythingrub.com. Put in promo code TCS206, the Sideshow 206, TCS206. Once again, for the people in the back, TCS206 and get 25% off. Compliments of your boy, RC the Trackaholic from the Sideshow. NA11, where science meets flavor. Yo, what's happening? RC the Trackaholic in the building. This is the Sideshow. T-H-E-C-I-D-E-S-H-O-W. What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. We coming straight out to Northwest to bring you the best of music and entertainment. Dig that. Not a finger. So without further ado, let's get it cracking. Cause this is the sideshow. Yo, what's happening, man? RC the Trackaholic in the building. This is the Sideshow. C-I-D-E-S-H-O-W. Don't get it messed up with the S. Uh, I got a guest here that, I mean, like, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't write the intro, but uh, I'm about to wing it because the man has credits that uh, are falling out of his pockets. I mean, first, you got uh, Lost and Found Records. You got uh, Crazy Panoy Promotions. 
Um, he's got some new stuff. I don't know the name of it yet, but he's got that going on. Um, real estate mogul. Um, Airbnb guru. <laughs> but it is uh, the one and only, my man right next to me, Mr. Gene Dexter. What's popping? R.C. Croom. What's man. up with it? Thanks so much for the invitation, man. You know I had to. You know I had to get you on. No, you've upgraded a little bit since the. You know some of the videos I've been watching online. You've been upgrading, man. Just a little bit, you know. Like we 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 want we want to create a look. You know we got so much um, competition out there. Yeah. You know what's funny? What? You I I think you you might have been the first podcast I had ever seen. I think I was the first streamer and podcast. Caster and Seattle. What was the name of that platform? It was just the Gene Dexter show. No, but the platform that you used was like, oh, some you know, next they're, level they're shit. long gone now, but yeah. there were two of them, and they were the first. Um, I forget the name of the platforms, but uh, yeah. It, you were in your backyard. It, it was, I did a show in the backyard. In was, your, was your first uh, guest, no, your first guest, was it, was it easy, uh, not easy E? I My bad, E Dog. I had quite a few people. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know who the first was, but we ended I saw up. E-Dog on there. Macklemore. Uh, Daddy O from yeah, Sets Daddy-O of Sonic. Sonic. We had Funk Daddy. Mm-hmm. We had DJ D Docs. We had um, uh, Mr. Sinatra. We had, I think, you, I, I came. I think you, you were. Yeah. Once yeah. I saw it, I was like, yeah. I, I, I kept turning it, tuning in, and you yeah. were like, Oh, RC, you should come to the podcast. Yes. I was like, yeah, yeah. But we did it on a stream, <laughs> right? And right. then. Years later, I thought, well, geez, I'll just put some of it on on YouTube because a lot of it was lost, you know, right? Because I didn't really understand the power of you know all all of it at, at the time we were doing it. Yeah, but yeah, it was the first, and uh, but boy, look at look crazy. at where it all is now. I See, mean, and now you're on it's my an show. industry. Yeah, yeah, totally. And now on yours, I was so I was you. telling these guys, um, I went to like a podcast meetup on Capitol Hill. Mm. There were so many people there. Yeah. Like like podcasting is. A, a real industry and like and that yeah. that particular uh thing was like a preamble to like some big ass thing in denver like that mm-hmm. i mean it's real oh it, oh yeah yeah no it's it's a very big deal and anytime people can get 200 million dollars for their podcast right you know, i mean you know there's something to it man so um you know. i I, br- I brought you here for a couple reasons because mm. you know first of all you um one of uh, Seattle's hip hop pioneers, even though you know people, mm. you know you came a little late. Yeah, yeah. But 90, you, but but you were here. Two ninety three. Yeah. You hit yeah. the ground. You hit the ground running. I remember yeah. um, when I met you. Uh, we were at um, Area Fifty One. Hmm. Do you remember that club? Oh, Sh- Sheila Locke. Oh, on uh, Washington Street. Yeah. yeah. It was. I don't, it was on, in a back alley. So I don't. Yeah, remember it was off, street. off of Washington, across yeah. that little comedy place. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. and you. Um, you were sitting in a white limo from Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so then Silver comes up to the car, and, and I'm, we're just standing by. I think I was I might have been with Squeak, because like, mm-hmm. we had a show down there. We were supposed to open for uh, Do or Die. Okay. And they didn't, yeah. they didn't show up. And so we, and so we wound <laughs> of up. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought I was going to meet Do or Die. But uh, they didn't show up. And um, so, so yeah. you're outside in this limo. Yeah. And we're like, who's the white dude in the limo? And then Silver's like, oh, man, that's Gene Dexter, this and that. You know, and I'm like, hmm, hmm, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. So, so yeah. then we'll see. We go over to yeah. the limo, and, and so Silver introduces us to you. Mm-hmm. And then you say, come on, you guys get in. You guys want to come to my loft? I'm like, man, 
<laughs> this white dude. <laughs> like, who is it? Just come on. He's going to bite us. And, like, and uh, we, we went to your, your line. And we had a ball. Yeah. I left there fucked up. I'm going to tell you this. <laughs> it's true. Like, and, and so you were telling, you, that's when you told me, like, where you're from. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, you said you worked at Starbucks? No, 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 no. I've never worked for Starbucks. No? No, no. You just made that up? Well, I don't. I, I hope I didn't say that because I, I, I never was. No, no, no. But uh, you're from at that point. I was with uh, a restaurant group called Consolidated, and they had Metropolitan Grill, okay, uh, Elliott's Oyster House, Union Square Grill. Oh, real deal. And uh, I, yeah, I had like a 15 year association mm-hmm. with them. So that's how I was making uh, ends meet while we were trying to develop the the music idea. Dig you know, it. the yeah, the the whole concept of management promotion this right and the other and supporting silver shadow deed right now and that's okay how so how did you hook up with silver i uh, i read about silver in something called flavor magazine Ooh. yeah which was mike clark rachel crick yeah uh uh amber yeah um and i th- i felt that it was a very high quality uh, zine mm-hmm. for Seattle, mm-hmm. and they had a they 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 had a side column about uh, silver. That was the first time that I had heard about him, uh, read about him, and then uh, he just came off of this uh, big bumper shoot bumper appearance shoot, yeah. that mm-hmm. was all the talk. Mm-hmm. I thought I gotta meet this guy. I really do. And so through you know various channels, I I got I was able to you know get his phone number and right. I made a cold, cold call. Said hey. Here's who I am, and I'd love to talk with you about the future. Cold call. Yeah. You cold I cold called everybody. Silver Shadow, did yeah. you? I, everybody. When we first got here. What was that, 1995? Uh, at that point, it was, no, no, it was a little earlier, actually. It was oh. like, like 94. Oh, 94. That was right around when DMX yeah. came out. Yeah. 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 94, 90, yeah, 94 into 95. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we felt that there was, there had to be a hip-hop scene from our perspective in L.A. where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And Grunge was just taking all of the... You know, all of the... Uh, Airways, the, literally. So, yeah, all yeah. the shine. And, the, yeah. and I thought, no, there has to be, you know, a scene. But I was so green at it that I didn't even realize this, that mix, you know, was for, from here. When mm-hmm. That posse on Broadway, I thought he was talking about Broadway in New York. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how stupid, you know, I am. Right. I continue to be. Right. But, uh, you know, I thought there has to be a scene. Mm-hmm. So Rob Williams, who to this day is a, a business partner, a very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, said, we got to get up there. And so that's how it started. I just really? came up here. I opened a land, a Quest landline and that loft. Yeah. And we just basically started calling on people. And that's how it started. That takes some guts, man. Well, we were convinced. We were absolutely convinced that this was the market. You know, really? I, yeah, because L.A. has, you know, as the epicenter Everyone's in it. Everyone's doing it. Mm-hmm. I was very, and I continue to be very, very interested interested in all things, you know, uh, in in uh, underserved and um, sec- secondary, uh, you know, markets. Uh, right. So yeah, with everything I do, Seattle, with everything I do. Yeah, Seattle, not just hip hop was definitely uh, that starving child. Exactly. Uh, that you um, pay uh, twenty cents a, a year to uh, <laughs> feed and clothe. <laughs> <laughs> And you can't run it up here. Uh, you found you a silver shadow D. I found silver, but I found a lot of things that I I, I I liked and I wanted to be involved with. And you know, while I became friends with everyone, 
uh, you know, we didn't achieve, you know, e- everything, you know, I wanted to do. But I, I wanted, I wanted contracts with everyone. You right. Know, Jason, I thought Jason Black were amazing. Oh, yeah, I they, thought of that course. What was happening uh, with uh, uh, Scum mm-hmm. and what Scum was happening yeah. mm-hmm. with, uh, I mean, the, the, you know, Squeak Nutty Bug. Right. There, I mean, there was just so many names. Right. So Especially many at that people time. At that time. We were all, like, it right It was so there, rich yeah. mm-hmm. in entertainment. Mm-hmm. It just needed a little organization. It needed a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I didn't get everything I you know wanted certainly, but I think we did achieve a couple of very cool things. You did so that I'm able to even you know speak with you today, you know, about it, which is kind of neat. <laughs> Thank you. That's a nice. Well, that's a nice enough payoff, right? You know, because you know, I mean, because here we are, in 23 now, and yeah. So, Still talking a little bit about it, which is kind of cool. Man, it's, you know? I mean, it's dope to be here, especially on the 50th anniversary of hip hop. There you go. Yeah, for there sure. You go. Now, you know. um, Lost and Found Records. Lost and uh, Found. Yeah, yeah. Um, now that was that was you, and was that was Silver? Uh, was he just the artist, or was he a partner? Well, what had happened there was um, originally Rob and I. You know, we we had been uh, gunning for a management contract with Silver for about a year. Mm-hmm. And it was back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, at that time, Silver had a lot of control, you know, issues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Rob kind of put his hands up with it and said, you know, it's, it, it, you know, I, I, I don't know. So we gave it a rest. Mm-hmm. And then there was a summer, I, I forget which year it was, but there was a summer where I called back Silver. I said, you know, hey, why don't we have lunch? Mm-hmm. We'll just talk. Because I'm like that. You know, if we can't achieve yeah, something you, yeah, today, you're a, you're a I'll see you in two years. Yeah. It's not a problem. Yeah. You know. So we uh, we went down to uh, some restaurant on the beach somewhere uh, down in uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, they call uh, it Redondo Beach, but it's uh, oh, yeah, well down yeah, toward Des Moines or whatever. I know you're talking about. Yeah, I mean we had a great lunch. Oh, yeah, it had to be salties. Eh? Yeah, I think it was salties. Yeah. yeah, right on there. And uh, you know we we you know we I just said hey what do you you know what do you want to do and, he, and so we went back and forth, and he said well. I said, you know, he said, well, why don't you open a record label instead? And I looked at him, and I said, well, why don't you open a record label? <laughs> and he said, well, why not? And that's how it started. Okay, that's how that started. Yeah, so right. we, uh, we, we basically organized it under the umbrella, right. instead of a management contract, mm-hmm. a label. Now, I didn't know a thing about you know anything really? I mean, I mean, I, Man, I, you could have fooled me. I thought you knew a bunch of shit. Well, man. I know marketing. I know marketing. <laughs> you knew marketing, and I know how to throw a party and Dig have it. fun, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's how th- that was most comfortable for mm-hmm. Silver. So we started Lost and Found. We picked up an investor or two, and uh, we put out uh, two albums within the whatever. Your four year run. Uh, sleep, sleepless, the bricks. Sleepless and, and a compilation. And, okay, a compilation. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And um, and I learned a lot. I learned a tremendous, uh, you know, bit mm-hmm. from that experience, and that is how uh, ultimately I met Nasty Nas. Oh, okay. You know, was through my work on that record label. Right. You know, okay. Ness saw that. I was wondering how you guys hooked up. Yeah, yeah. He saw that. Uh, you know, Silver had actually bridged an appointment you mm-hmm. know to come in and uh and then yeah and then we had a social thing going for a while and then crazy panoya came along okay and uh and i ran with that for what the next what was that i don't know 10 yeah you yeah you guys 12 years tight, yeah you guys had a tight run you guys um it was huge yeah it was absolutely huge and that was sort of at that point is uh, you know 
it, it was a, it was a great fit because that that dealt simply with the 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 promotional marketing you know mm-hmm. element on behalf of many many record labels right. who had budgets yeah money yeah and could pay for the effort you know right. and so for a while I was doing that simultaneously but supporting silver and any, mm-hmm. anything else that I could support locally mm-hmm. you know and making sure that you know if I can put you on I'll put you on you definitely know? I mean I had the tell you when I had the honor of being on I think maybe if not the only one, one of very few um, vinyl releases. Uh, you guys, uh, Comfy we did, Love. Yeah, we did uh, one of the few at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We did Comfy Love, and I, I forget what was on the. I don't remember B side the back of that. Side. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, yeah. I, I had to rebuy that joint. I bought two of them off of Amazon. Did you really? Yeah, it was like that was about f- six, seven years ago. Wow. Yeah, I, I I know they were original. Yeah, they weren't. I don't I don't think they were repressing or anything, but. I think somebody just kind of no, ran. no. But I had to had to rebuy because I don't, I think I don't know I don't know what I did. I lost <laughs> the other one. But I, yeah. you handed it to me personally. Oh yeah, and oh I was, yeah. I mean, I was, that was my second time being on vinyl because the first one was a uh, squeak. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, no vinyl. Vinyl is <laughs> yeah very important. Uh, I, you know, I mean, of course, vinyl's back, mm-hmm. and I just think the quality's better. And oh, anytime yeah. that you can, anytime that you can help a you know a real DJ, mm-hmm. you know. With with your effort to Definitely. get something out, yes, then put it on vinyl. You Jeez. got to, and, and so it's coming back too. Oh, huge! Yeah, it's coming back. Oh, yeah, no, it's back. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it's it's back. Yeah, it's back. Yeah. <laughs> it's back. Yeah, so that's uh, you know a little bit about the lost and found thing, and mm-hmm. then uh, you know Ness had a book of business that was kind of crazy. Um, you know, at, at, at one point, at at any one point for several years. Crazy Benoit was working maybe 13, 14 albums at really? once. Yeah, it was it was a very big deal, you know. And I'm talking I about major that. records that yeah. all adults have in their collection. Right. If they like hip-hop, right. R&B. And that was Crazy Benoit. And, wow. uh, yeah, we had about, what, six, between six and up to nine markets mm-hmm. that, you know, where, where we would, you know, where we would... Uh, Prostalize the mm-hmm. you know the the uh, the uh, these projects right, but Crazy Pinoy was yeah I mean yeah no that, that he dropped no. me into that shit it. was everywhere yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to put it lightly yeah <laughs> that was on this mm-hmm. and his you know and his relationships and so forth and and um, Ness is a, Ness is a force you know oh, yeah. in hip hop I mean oh, yeah. and music he's a he's a force to yeah. be reckoned with absolutely Definitely. absolutely you know. And so uh, it was just a great, great thing to be involved with. Mm-hmm. And I ran and ran and ran with that, you know, because I knew what it was. I right. This is the most important, you know, uh, you know, ne- next to radio mm-hmm. at that time and some of the television things that were going on. There was Crazy Pinoy. Right. And I respected it so much. Right. And I, I feel like we did we did it justice. You know? that, man, that's dope. I mean, I, yeah, I remember. I even remember that that limousine you guys wrapped. I think that was the first time I ever saw a wrap. I didn't know a wrap limo. I was like, how did they paint that car that way? But it turned yeah. out. But you, re- you and it was parked. Did, is that in where front you of the stayed? house? Is that that you was on twenty? Uh, yeah. Okay, over there. Yeah. Uh, after that loft you were talking about, <laughs> we, we bought that. Okay. And uh, I, I, and the crazy Pinoy office went into the basement. Oh, okay. Uh, level. Okay, so the ba- so we the ran it out of there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I used to pass that car all the time. Yeah, well, I felt the car was 
promote a promotional tool. It was. It was a, it was a, and, a staple. Yeah. yeah. And so um, my only re- – it's not even a regret because uh, G. Prez did so much with that car later mm-hmm. with his own uh, – Air Force know, One. With yeah. His, yeah, with his own business. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but I, a part of me wishes that uh, also that, you know, maybe the rap could have maybe – Stayed on it, or been contributed to the uh, that that uh, music experience uh, yeah. museum. You know, what not happened? just did he just throw it in the not garbage? just the No, 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 no. It, it was his first limo, yeah. for presidential, right? So he ran with it, but then eventually he transitioned into bigger and better things, right? It, right. You know, the SUV market, the right. buses, and all that. Yeah. So yeah, so the car kind of uh, kind of sat. You right. know, I call it the potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> over there right. on 23rd or yes. but it it served its purpose for many different you know Definitely. reasons and uh yeah so but yeah it would have been interesting to you know if we had just given it to the museum that'd be a classic you know. by now but i'm glad it i'm i'm still happy though for the, mm-hmm. that it, it went where it went nice you know yeah now um let me let me let me run it up a little bit and get to the present day because uh, i've heard you mention uh I know it's always you and wine and champagne. Mm-hmm. That's all, like, and I usually don't remember shit after that because, because, <laughs> because all I see is Gene like this. That's all. I'd like, I was like, hey, um, uh, it's nice to see you last week. Yeah, I don't what. I don't, I don't know what happened. Know. I don't know. We had a good time. <laughs> but it's always a good time though. It's always good. But um, yeah. Explain to me yeah. your. Your your association with wine and champagne and what is, what is that really about? Now that I'm sober and I can listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna. I'll know. <laughs> well, for many many years, uh, you know, I have been in the hospitality, you know, uh, industry. Started when I was 17 years old mm-hmm. in LA, at the uh, Biltmore Hotel. I became a banquet server. Oh, okay. Through uh, a gentleman that. by the yeah uh, and incredible maitre d' by the name of uh, Peter uh, Eberhardt Sr., mm-hmm. who put me on. And um, while I've done many, many things in my daytime career, mm-hmm. my nights have always been spent on the floors of some of the better venues up and down the West Coast. Gotcha. And this has been going on now for, what, 50, I'm sorry, 40 years or so. That, you've been doing this for I started when years? I, yeah, I started when I was... 17. Oh, shit. Yeah. And wow. it has funded a lot of um, a lot of things, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of interests that I have. You know, the hospitality industry is one of those industries, like real estate, where you can make money every day. You know, not so much today because the, you know, the, the structure of it is quite mm-hmm. different. But back then it was a cash business, a legal cash mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, things back then were not nearly as expensive as they are, you know, today. Right. And you can make other things happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as you know, I, you know, I, I, I opened other businesses and, you know, other endeavors. Mm-hmm. It was always off the back of the hospitality uh, industry. Okay. Well, like, you took, yeah. like a side hustle? Yeah. Not, well, uh. no, no, no. Uh, it was, uh, well, I, for a long time, I considered it. A side hustle okay. to get really where I wanted to be in mm-hmm. music, real estate, this and that, the other. But eventually, uh, and it's just in the, in the last few years that I just decided that you know, 
this is not this this has always been a lot more than just a side thing for me this really is what you this is really who i am and that's what you love to do um i do love it there Mm -hmm. are very frustrating uh, parts about it Mm -hmm. um in fact i'm i'm associated now with something that is probably some of the hardest work i've ever done in my entire career really but it's also probably one of the most rewarding gigs that i that that you know that that i've i've had so um so i'm i'm sticking you know to it so now what's what's a typical for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. day in the life of gene dexter well, right now, because of the position that I'm in, um, a typical day would involve um, uh, hosting and dinners of very, uh, you know, very, very High. notable, okay. yeah, business, mm-hmm. uh, entertainment, uh, creative, you know, people mm-hmm. um, on any given week. You know, uh, like Thursday, you know, it's eight thousand dollar dinner. Wow! For yeah. uh, a group of lawyers, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing, um, and yeah, and, and it entails wine pairing. Mm-hmm. It entails a service level. It entails, you know, having a uh, uh, you know a certain amount of um, uh, of. Uh, pre- presence mm-hmm. in a way where you're not interfering with what they're doing, mm-hmm. but they certainly know. You know that, and they're kind of still that they're being taken they care of. Yeah, exactly. taken care of. That's a, yeah. And the environment that I'm in now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's a combination of this unbelievably beautiful built-out, you know, um, construction, mm-hmm. very nice food program, and my wine program. I'm, oh, okay. I write. I'm right for right now. I'm writing the entire, uh, you know, wine list for, now, the, for the group. What's a wine program? A wine program is a combination of both glass pour and bottle selection, covering uh, you know it, uh, any focus that somebody wants. You know, or oh, this uh, is deep. you know, yeah, <laughs> a, a focus having to do with you know what part of the world you know that you know that 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 you know you want your wines from uh-huh. to uh, you know how it interacts with food. Um, uh, yeah, a program is basically a very, uh, specific vision mm-hmm. about where you want to be, where you want your list and, and your presentation to be, that's going to complement everything else that's going on, you know, within your Man, venue. That, that's just and that's a program. That's not expensive. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, well, see, that, it, well, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it can, it <laughs> can be, expensive. it can be, but... Uh, I pride myself on, uh, and 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 especially with the venue I'm with now, I pride myself on showing quality in the glass, regardless of you know where you're at. Because not everyone mm-hmm. can do a five six hundred dollar bottle of wine, mm-hmm. but if I can show you the three other things as a counterpart to that, you know, wine like food. No, no, wine. Oh, oh right? wine. Okay, got it. Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Super Tuscans. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Sasakaya is probably one of the most well-known uh, uh, wineries in the okay. world okay. for Super Tuscans. They're, they're blends. Mm-hmm. Now, not, not everyone can do $600 a bottle for that. Right. Right? It was what we charge. Mm-hmm. So my job is to find similar flavor profiles 
within the uh, you know the the uh, the, the uh, you know region mm-hmm. that uh, would make it more comfortable at one seventy five, right? Or even Gosh, or yeah. even a domestic mm-hmm. version in the seventy seventy five range. Okay. Right now, experts will say, "Oh, well, this can't possibly be." You know, I'm not about that. My, right. my thing is, I want you know, I want I want power mm-hmm. and quality and value, no matter what your paying for Mm -hmm. okay and that's what my list offers something for everyone Mm. so you just have to read the situation you know understand where people you know where their comfort level is at Mm -hmm. and get them into you know a wine that makes it a win-win so okay so your job is really to sell wine but there's definitely a skill to that Uh, yeah you have to it's taking some time yeah so to learn are there a lot of are there a lot of people who do that or is that something you Kind well, of there. Came are, up with. No, no, no. There. Well, there are different uh, levels of wine uh, expertise, and there are. Um, that's not a small, small yay, is it? Yeah. Well, that's part of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now there are different tranches, though, of uh, or different levels uh-huh. of wine work and 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 psalm work mm-hmm. and. Okay. Uh, you know, typically it's what we call one twos and threes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and just. To give you an example, how rarefied it is. To be a three, there's only about 450 people in, in the world who qualify as level threes. They've been tested, verified, certified, you know, and what have you through mm-hmm. several organizations. Uh, but to be a three, it's a very, very rarefied world. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not a three. I can tell you that right now. Yeah, will, you, will you like ever get there or try to? No, I don't think I have the palate uh, oh, okay. for it. Uh, my expertise, though, uh-huh. which may be an advantage mm-hmm. in some ways, because these guys are totally about flavor profiles, regions, soil, uh, uh, you know, the fermentation methods. Blah, blah. I mean, they are experts at the creation yeah. and the identification of one. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm in business mm-hmm. as well, right? So for me, it's a balance of how to get to 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 you know identify a, you know a, a decent wine mm-hmm. and to make money for my client mm-hmm. and or or my venue that mm-hmm. anyth- anywhere that I'm associated with and that's kind of you know the art you know of it and that's where I think that wow. my ex- my expertise is now how do you test for that well you can't all right. you can do is show your IRS uh, tax return you know, <laughs> and then they're like, and then they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, come on, come right, on. and say, okay, yeah. that's all right. <laughs> you can work for me. Yeah, work you here. can do this, right? So, but that that's a far sense. different thing than the, uh, you know, than than the, the um, the structure of the psalm world. Gotcha. If I if if I were being classified as anything, mm-hmm. it would be I maybe almost a two. I think okay. I might be able to manage okay. uh, passing certification for two, but three. Oh no, that's that's a whole other. Wow. Whole other thing. So yeah, it is a it's an industry. It's it's a whole other world. Yeah, that's because you're talking about a whole bunch of shit I've never yeah, even heard of yeah. before. And very similar to the music business yeah. in terms of how it works, mm-hmm. you know, and how you sell bottles and mm-hmm. how you do this and how you do that. It's the to me, it's the same thing as the music business in yeah. a lot of ways. A lot yeah. of ways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's that. I. So. 
Okay, so how, I'm trying to I'm trying to yeah. word this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you talking about six hundred dollar uh, bottles of wine, so I'm like, That's yeah, so you, you can go check out uh, Gene Dexter at the such and such. We probably can't even get in that motherfucker. So <laughs> yeah, so, you I can. Mean, Everybody, so, everyone. I mean, so where are you? Is it? I'm uh, I'm currently with a South Korean based uh, luxury uh, hospitality okay. uh, group. Actually, they're conglomerate in several industries. Uh, Hospitality is 18% of their portfolio, mm-hmm. but it's a, a South Korean uh, family, uh, and it's called uh, Lotte, L-O-T-T-E. Okay. There are three locations. Uh, we have the uh, Helms, Helms, the old Helmsley Palace in mm-hmm. Midtown, Manhattan, okay. Seattle okay. on Fifth Avenue, and we just uh, purchased the Monaco Hotel in Chicago. So those are the three, and right. there hopefully are more coming. Okay, so so how many banks does a motherfucker have to rob to uh, come see you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it uh, there there is uh, there are different ways that you that that you can get you know into the venue. Mm-hmm. I personally love the lounge, and the lounge menu. Mm, okay, and it's high, fantastic high end stuff like. Well, high I mean, end I'm not, I'm, I environment, yeah, but, I'm not but to average like every, like every other bar. Okay, I, I gotcha. think it would be, okay. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that 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 that's a, a incredible thing, and it shares the same floor. We're on the 16th floor, you okay. know, as far as the uh, the food and beverage. What, what you know, building venue. you say? Uh, it's called the F5 building. Oh, it's on okay. Fifth, right, Fifth right, right next to uh, the uh, Columbia Tower. Columbia Tower. Yeah, yeah. Fifth that's and, not, uh, that wouldn't happen to be the one. It has like a dome. No, that's not yeah the church. Uh, well, you're, you might be thinking about the uh, United Methodist Church Is, on the corner church? of okay. Fifth and Marion. Yeah, yeah, that was completely renovated and restored to the tune of forty million dollars by this Lotte Group, Word. and that's now a wedding space and event space. Okay, yeah, because I, I I DJed an event there like two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm you did. Looking, I'm like, yeah, oh, you, you did saw? that for uh, DJ Sleepy. Okay, so you know. Okay, then that is a place. Yeah, because I booked it. <laughs> and, oh, so, oh, so he's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. Were, no, I booked it. Oh, booked, you booked it? Yeah, I booked it for him. Dig that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that place is oh, fancy. Like. It's, a, <laughs> it's fancy. But the uh, but right behind it, mm-hmm. uh, across the lobby, is the actual new construction. That was the former parking lot of okay. the church. And we're right in the middle of the building. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you guys, uh, gotcha. So, so, um, before we uh, get up out of here, mm-hmm. gotcha. <laughs> what um, time? What time went by quickly, didn't it? Not, not really. But uh, oh, I got you. <laughs> um, so I, I want to get into something that I brought you here for. Of course, I brought you here because yeah. you're my man. Like you're my guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. I need. I I want. I'm gonna. Uh, what does it say? Preface. I'm gonna preface this with a little. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, so what I'm doing right now is I'm, I'm shooting a documentary. It's basically about myself. It revolves around me, but mm-hmm. it's mostly about, um, you know, I'm mostly a hip hop guy. Of course, I do dabble in R and B and stuff, but music, right. hip hop, right. it's, it's about me and, and my experience in it, um, coming up in it, and the people around. Me. Right. So, um, you know, I and you know, I couldn't get everybody. You know, so I tried at one point, and and this, it, yeah, it just mm-hmm. like yeah, my wheels fell off. But um, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm working on that now. So I want to use this segment to talk about a very uh, what I consider a very important time mm. in Seattle uh, music, mm-hmm. uh, 
history. Yeah. Because uh, I don't I don't take that lightly um, that you were involved in, and I yeah. was too. But you um, tell the story great. So mm. I want so if we could start from the beginning of uh, uh, the 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 Cube ninety three. Uh, Debacle or, or whatever you want, protest or whatever you want to call it. If we can start from the beginning of that, that, I would like for you to tell that story. Okay. So the protest. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I get, uh, I'm working with the Silver Shadow G mm-hmm. and trying to get, you know, this uh, music, you know, out there. And um, I didn't, you know, I, I knew that radio at that time was just a much, much, you know, bigger game than you know than than i was you know ever qualified for right but uh you know i knew college radio Mm -hmm. and i knew how records got got put on you know through you know certain certain channels you know how how you build you know a record that that didn't even have anything to do with radio right so that by the time i got to the radio you know i grew up at a time when radio uh, you know, the, the, these r- labels were so good at how, at building records out that by the time it got to radio, it was too late. Why? Right. Because you were in the clubs. Right. You were in the strip, strip clubs. Yeah, was, you were, yeah. you know. In every tape deck. You were everywhere. Mixed tapes. All mm-hmm. this stuff, right? That was already built out, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, uh, which is part of what Crazy Panoia was, you know, was, was all about. Mm-hmm. By the time it got to radio, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, finally, you know, you know too, too, too late. Right. Not like today, you know, where, you know, it just radios. Yeah, second yeah, it just drops, and that's yeah, that's basically it. But anyway, um, so why was why? How did radio become like? Well, it, it was brought to my attention oh. that there was a, a problem, uh, and the uh, gentleman's name is Gordon Curvet. Gordon Curvet, shout out Music to him. Inner City. Yes, right, Music Inner City. So Gordon calls me and says, Jane. You know, they're not playing local music on Cube. Why? You know, they're, they're, you know, with all of this stuff going on, there has to be, you know, this is a local you know, record or radio station, mm-hmm. you know, making money off the black community, doing this, doing that, no presence whatsoever. And he got me to thinking about that. It, you know, I hadn't really, you know, considered it mm-hmm. up until that point. He says, I'm doing this protest. And, you know, we got to make a statement and this and this and this. You come, you know. It'll be, it's going to be front of the station. You mm-hmm. know, back when they were in Lower, Lower Queen on that, yeah, that, yeah. that, that first little building. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, I'll come. I'll, you know, just, you know, just to, you know, if nothing else, just to lend support, support and see you yeah. and all of that. So I went down there. And um, I wasn't here nor, nor there about it still mm-hmm. at all. But I get down there. Uh, and, uh, yeah, there were a few, you know. Uh, kids and protesters and signs and all of that and in Gordon he had I think he had a megaphone or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, this uh, guy comes out who later I find out is from uh, Cube Radio the programmer programmer yeah yeah mm-hmm. and he comes out and he's th- he did something that just kind of really irked me you know I'm, I'm looking at this guy and I'm like okay. You're you're not really re- respecting the f- the fact that you know Gordon has an issue mm-hmm. here, you know, and he comes out. He's holding this ice Starbucks thing, sucking on it, you know, like Gordon, what's up? 
what, like, like, what do you want? Like, like a, like a neighbor mowing the lawn or something. And I, and I just took it really badly. Right. And I, and I spoke up at that moment. You know, I said, what do you mean? What's up? <laughs> you know, he's brought this, you know, he's brought, he's bringing this to our attention. This, mm -hmm. this whole issue. You're not playing, you know, lo local music. You're not, uh, supporting, you know, the community. And there's a lot of great stuff. In fact, I have an album that I'm trying to, you know, push. Mm -hmm. So the question is, what are you doing? Yeah. And the guy, well, well, you know, well I'm at a disadvantage because I don't know who you are. And this and that. I said, you don't need to know who I am. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. So it, it went back and forth like that. Mm -hmm. So then um, after that, uh, I got, uh, it, it, it kept escalating. Mm -hmm. and, these, and, and Cube at that time, thought that they could just dismiss it and so they so they started digging in well i you know i i love good challenges and mm -hmm. so i got with uh boss curtis curtis ellerson mm -hmm. and gordon uh, yeah mm -hmm. and so forth and we started organizing the real protest right and uh it just kept you know getting a little bit more and more and more pressured for mm -hmm. cube and we did it in very classic promotional style yes i remember and i did it through a lot of means mm -hmm. i mean there were methods that no one had ever thought of at that time okay you i got, mean you gotta get into you, uh, <laughs> well one of them was <laughs> well one of them was a uh, stranger magazine right i anonymous the stranger right yes. uh-huh and i put in the i anonymous completely put them on blast and they and they published it which which made waves uh that's so dope. yeah we did that's the dope. we did the whole uh you know you know you know, very classic decal postering thing or right. whatever. Uh, the decals, though, needed distribution. So, I, th you know, we broke into, uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily proud of it, but we had a greater purpose, and that was, you know, get breaking into parking lots of car rental companies and slapping the back of these cars with, with uh, the Q protest uh, <laughs> stickers. Because those cars go everywhere. Right. Right? Because they're rental cars. Rental car. I would have... <laughs> Because of rental cars. Hey, right. So what, what, what was on the decal? That was, uh, it was uh, the Cube, Cube Radio logo <laughs> with the X through it and said support local hip-hop. No, so, no, no, support Seattle hip-hop. Support Seattle hip-hop. Seattle, hip specifically. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And that's all it said. Right. Right. And those cars did the work for me, you know. That's dope. So we would go in, you know, uh, you know, in, in the cover of night, of course, you know, paced up 300 cars a night. Damn. And... Uh, yeah, it, it, and it sort of worked. Yeah. But the coup de grace, though, mm -hmm. came from um, Curtis. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, we got to hit him at the money, right. you know, and the, the real money. Mm -hmm. And so when he did the uh, Seattle Times interview about the uh, issue. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. He, yeah, we named particular major advertisers mm -hmm. of that, of the, uh, uh, you know, of, of the, Group, you know, because they, they had a group of channels. Yeah, yeah. it was all they. Yeah, it wasn't building. just. It just it was like the. Yeah, it wasn't just Cube. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they had a lot of different yeah. things, but but basically we drew, we drew a line in the sand mm -hmm. in the article and said, next step we're going after all of your major advertisers. Now one of them, so Seattle Times went a step further, started mm -hmm. calling those advertisers for their comments, Damn. and one of them was. Sound Ford mm -hmm. and Sound Ford. I don't remember the gentleman's name, but you know, he he had he had the right statement, the right answer. He mm -hmm. said, you know, uh, 
they should call us because uh, we understand. Mm-hmm. And they were quoted as saying that in the Times. So after the so after it published, we went straight to Sound. Right. So Sound pulled, called, called the station and uh-huh. said, "We're pulling all." And you remember how much they advertised back then? It was yeah. every it was every ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah. it was a Sound for it ad. Yeah. They said we're pulling the ad until you can figure this out. Got the ads. I probably they Sound Four probably kept their lights on. Yeah, and that's when we finally got the uh, the attention of of, of the uh, the company. Dig it. They came back in. Mm-hmm. I didn't attend because I wrote a, I basically wrote a letter and said, "Here, we'll bring them the letter and just say, hey, I, I, I just don't think yeah. you guys are serious.'" And that this. I remember sitting at that table with my brother because mm-hmm. it was like it was, it was also a CD Rays Records and a. Mm-hmm. T- was Tony Benton already there? Or? Yeah, Tony was already a community affairs yeah. Uh, d- director. But I just, yeah, I remember yeah. being in that yeah. at that table. Like, you were at that table, a long table. It okay, was scary as hell for me. I was. So I you were quite young then. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, they put it to the table, and what Seattle got out of it was a a a, a radio show on Cube, right? Sunday nights. Sunday night. Yeah. Future flavors, future flavors. That's right. And Tony B, as the host, right, as the lead, as the bridge and the mm-hmm. liaison. And I feel that that show did wonders mm-hmm. for not only you know artists you know locally, but mm-hmm. to show radio stations around the country that you can have you know even in markets that aren't really known for that, you right. know, for 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 uh, you know you know, great music, mm-hmm. that um, it's possible. And, yeah, that protest did that. And I'm... That's dope, I mean... Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> it's probably one of my... And I, you know, and as you know, I've been involved with a lot of records. Yeah. A lot of albums. That, to me, was kind of the coolest campaign I ever did. Man, it was it was cool to, like, watch you guys do it. Like, I mean, I was, you know, and be a part of it. Like, yeah. you know... Um, yeah, I mean, like, and so, you know, and it's funny because now we're in an industry where you don't need the radio, but at that time we did because, I mean, even, mm-hmm. just, even just, like, driving around, you know, you had your CDs, you had your tapes. Sometimes you wanted to turn on the radio, and so when we turned our radio on, it was Nirvana and right. um, Stone Temple Pilots right. all day, and it was, right. it was shit, we started listening to that, too, right? <laughs> right. you know, right. but... Uh, yeah, and then and then next thing you know, because um, actually that's how I got my first uh, uh, royalty check mm-hmm. uh, when they started spending. Uh, uh, I'll get you high. Yeah. Um, yeah, right after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Wojak. Yeah, and um, Nima, uh, unexpected yeah, arrival. Yeah, Nima. He got yeah. put on. I mean, so much came out of that, and and you know, I I think that uh, you, you know what what one of the most uh, of, of effective things about civil protests like that and 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 raising issues like that is that uh you can you can win i mean mm-hmm. there was a point you may remember a lot of people have forgotten this there was a time when they actually changed the format before they would con- negotiate with us remember mm-hmm. they went to rock mm-hmm. for a little while mm-hmm. and it completely fell down and their numbers just completely collapsed yep. that's right so they had to come back mm-hmm. You know, to uh, you know uh, the format. Yeah, hip hop R and B. Yeah, and um, and that was that protest. Yes, all of that. Yeah, and so things can happen. Things can get done. They can. I mean, you know, yeah, because you had a great team and like you know, and it it wasn't even a lot of us. 
It was just a few. It was know, a few, handful. Yeah, a few no. uh, hip hop companies or record companies, and yeah, we I mean we literally had signs like you know standing on the street, you know. I mean we were like like getting together and making the signs like yeah. at, uh, at, at a Curtis Ellis's office. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then going out there the next morning and just hitting. Yeah. You know, like walking in a circle in front of the building. Like I was, I can't believe I'm doing this shit. Yeah. But it but it worked. Yeah. 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 So that's. That's the story, man. Man. That's what happened. <laughs> if y'all didn't know, now, now you know. know. Real talk. Man, Gene, I just, I just want to tell you, um, on behalf of the Sideshow, uh, thank you so much for coming up here. You know, no, thank I, you. I'll, I'll run into you, and it's 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 on, like, Donkey Kong, like, real talk. <laughs> like, last time I saw you was, was at a at a uh, Prez's house, and yeah. I don't remember that shit either. Yeah. But yeah, uh, we had was, a good time. It was a good night. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta celebrate every every day, every occasion, because you, you, know, you just don't know. For you, sure, That's you true. just don't know, you know, when or how, and uh, you know, it's uh, yeah, you, you got to make every day a party, man. Man, you know. Man, that's a great way to end on that note. Yes. We up out of here. <laughs> Once again, Gene Dexter in Thank the you. building. Thank you, Seattle icon, music mogul, running mm. shit here and there. That's what it is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, we up out of here, though. All right. Peas and carrots. Take care.